This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Oh, you braggart. Uh, Jill Bennett is on vacation this weekend. I'm Sterling Fox. It's exactly 720 and 15 degrees under some morning high marine cloud in Vancouver. Every uh, five years since 1998, the BC Adolescent Health Survey has canvassed students in grades 7 to 12 on various health questions in our province. And here with the update on the latest version of the Adolescent Health Survey is one of the lead authors on the study, UBC nursing professor Elizabeth Sawick. Good morning, Professor Sawick. Good morning. Uh, I understand, and I find this a little hard to believe, Elizabeth, you don't mind my saying so, drinking alcohol is on the decline among BC teens, but not all of them. Explain, please. So we've known um, in tracking, as you say, in the, the BC Adolescent Health Survey that's conducted by McCreary Center Society every five years, that drinking, and especially binge drinking, among the general population of adolescents has been going down. Okay. Um, however... We've done um, a, a further study that's just been published in Addiction Journal that shows that for lesbian, gay, and bisexual teens, the rates are coming down, but they're not coming down as fast as they are for straight teens. Okay. And, in fact, um, most of the time we've seen over the years that there's been higher rates for lesbian, gay, and bisexual teens. They have generally been more likely to drink alcohol and more likely to report binge drinking and problems with alcohol and drug use than their straight peers. And a lot of that has been linked to stigma, discrimination, um, bullying in school, and, and those kinds of things. So this particular study is, is one that we're one of the few places in the world that have the ability to actually um, do this kind of study because we've been asking about sexual orientation on this survey since the 1990s. Right. Um, there's only like three places in the world that have done that. And so we're able to track not just the trends in actual behavior, like is drinking going down, is smoking going down, which is what we're finding, right. but, but the gap between heterosexual students and lesbian, gay, and bisexual students, and whether or not that gap is getting narrower or getting wider or staying the same. You would think with the changes in society here in Canada, you know, gay marriage was um, is now legal, mm-hmm. changed our human rights code, that maybe... Society is becoming more accepting, and therefore um, things like homophobic bullying in school is going down, and so therefore things would be better. Um, What we have found is that those changes in society are lagging in high schools. So it's taking a bit longer for the culture to change, if you will. Yeah, and, and we also know, Elizabeth, that kids can be awfully darn cruel, too, can't they? Just because they're kids, and they can be, and sometimes they take great delight in that, and that's no help at all, is it? <laughs> this is true. And and in fact, we have a number of young people on the survey who report being discriminated against because people thought they were gay, right. even though they identify as straight. I'm curious, though, uh, but just backing up to the first part of the study about drinking is is on the decline, especially binge drinking. And, and you get to ask this this uh, the same questions of, of different groups every five years. Why is binge drinking or massive consumption of alcohol among teens on the decline? You know, it's a really good question, and this survey is really good at telling us how many and when and where, but not why. Um, got, we, we do have some thoughts. I mean, the, the drop has been fairly marked. It's gone from, in 1998, about um, 75% or one in four 
um, youth actually reported using alcohol mm-hmm. or having ever tried alcohol. And, and that's now dropped to um, less than half. So, so this is, you know, clearly good news. We think some of it is they're waiting longer. So, so we're actually seeing a decline in, in how old they were the first time they started drinking. Um, that has bumped up be above age 15, where before it used to hover around um, 13, 14. Okay. So we think some of what's happening is actually those programs that they have in schools and in the community about um, waiting until you're older to drink, um, being better about carding and, and more sophisticated about understanding um, fake IDs and things like that, those are working. Okay, so um, but but for the, for in, in terms of understanding uh, and, and being more accepting of uh, uh, diverse uh, sexual preferences at a younger age, not working as effectively, and for that group in which the drinking rate is not declining, one would assume Elizabeth that a lot of it is just a, as a as a form of stress release. Yeah, it it does appear that what we're seeing is it is declining for them. It's just not declining as fast. Okay, the gap remains. And, and in fact, for bisexual girls, the gap appears to be widening a bit, um, which means it's going down, it's just not going down very much. And for, for heterosexual girls, it's, going, it's, it's dropped a lot. So what we're, yeah, we're thinking that likewise, um, these are, are circumstances where young people may be using that alcohol for coping. Mm-hmm. Um, we do know from other research we've done that there are some programs in schools that seem to have a role in terms of reducing alcohol use among lesbian, gay, and bisexual teens, um, and that, that specifically those inclusive anti-bullying programs where they actually specifically mention um, around sexual orientation and gender identity and expression, so those inclusive programs that support diversity as well as gay-straight alliances, or now they're calling them gender and sexuality alliances, mm-hmm. GSAs. Those create a, um, a different climate in schools, and it appears, at least in the research we've done, that in schools that have GSAs that have been around for at least a couple of years, so they've helped to change the climate, lesbian, gay, and bisexual teens are less likely to report binge drinking and problems associated with alcohol and drugs, you know, negative consequences like getting into trouble or getting into car accidents. Interesting stuff. Elizabeth, we're out of time. Where can people who are finding this quite fascinating, as I am, go to learn more and to see more of their study? So you can go to um, the UBC main website and look under news events. There's a whole Q&A about the study. Interesting stuff. This, uh, This is very interesting. And thank you for sharing some of your findings with us this morning. You're very welcome. There's Professor Elizabeth Saywick from the Department of Nursing at UBC, the senior author on the latest version of the BC Adolescent Health Survey. It is 727 straight up. News is next on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.